Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm going to be going over some of my late round wide receiver targets. So these are guys that I think you're going to be able to draft in the last couple rounds of your fantasy drafts. And I think they're either going to be some nice depth additions to your team or even some of these guys I think could break into your starting lineup if things kind of work out for them. In my mock draft video that I posted yesterday, I talked a little bit about the importance of your late round picks and how they can really help your team. And so I thought for today, you know, I'd be going over some late round kind of wide receivers that I'd be targeting and are guys that I think could really help your team out this year and are guys that I'm definitely going to be looking at. If you guys enjoy the video, make sure you leave a like and subscribe. That really helps the channel out a lot. And also make sure you let me know your thoughts down below. I'll make sure to get back to you. Let me know what wide receivers you're going to be targeting late in drafts. And also let me know whether or not you disagree or agree with the guys I'm going to talk about. But let's get into it. The first wide receiver that I'm going to be targeting late in drafts is going to be Marvin Jones Jr. He's currently being selected as the wide receiver 53. And I was kind of surprised when I looked back and saw Marvin Jones' uh, 2020 season. It was really a pretty quiet but solid season for him. He was number 21 in points per game and number 17 in total points. So that is wide receiver two production from a guy that I'd barely heard from all season. On this new Jaguars team, I think Marvin Jones has an outside shot to be the number one in that offense. And he's really a low risk pick kind of this late in drafts. I think DJ Chark probably has the best chance of becoming number one, but I don't really think Marvin Jones should be going so far after DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault. Currently, you have DJ Chark going at wide receiver 31, and LaVisca is going as wide receiver 41, and so you have Marvin Jones here over 20 wide receiver slots after Chark and over 10 slots after Chenault, and so I think he has some value here as a guy that could potentially be a top option in that offense, and really has a pretty low price tag. Next up, I'm going to talk about Cole Beasley, who right now is going as wide receiver 55. And I think Cole Beasley is pretty criminally underrated this year. Last year, he was just super solid, a very consistent guy on your team, was number 26 in total points and number 32 in points per game. He really just provided a guy that you could rely on on a week-to-week basis. You know, maybe you had a couple of buys or some injuries. You could plug him into your lineup and feel confident getting close to double-digit points in like half PPR formats. And going into this year, I think he's going to have the exact same role he did in 2020. He's basically kind of carved out his own role in the slot in that offense. And you had John Brown leave and you had Emmanuel Sanders come in. So I don't really think Emmanuel Sanders is really a huge upgrade over John Brown. So I expect Cole Beasley to keep his volume. And he's a guy that's put up 100 plus targets in back-to-back years. So he's a guy I'm really interested in picking up late in drafts and is going to be a guy that can be some really solid depth for my team. And is also a guy that you can maybe include as a trade asset. You know, maybe you want to trade up at a certain position and he's like that second guy you can include. That's kind of where these late round picks can be very valuable. So Cole Beasley is definitely a guy that I'm going to have my eye on this year. Now we have Rashad Bateman, who is right after Cole Beasley at wide receiver 56. And going into the draft, he was my second favorite rookie wide receiver in terms of just his talent. And that was just behind Jamar Chase. And I think Rashad Bateman will be given the opportunity to be the alpha on this team from day one. I've talked about this in some other videos. 
think I mentioned it in my do not draft wide receivers. I was talking about how I'm avoiding Marquise Brown because of the addition of Rashad Bateman. And I think I also selected him in the mock draft that I posted yesterday in I think the last round of the draft. People think that, you know, Bateman's not going to have a ton of value because Baltimore really just does not pass the ball a lot. They were dead last in pass attempts last year. And so obviously it's not like a perfect fit for Rashad Bateman, but if you're Baltimore and you have Lamar Jackson, who's a threat on the ground, you have J.K. Dobbins, you have Gus Edwards, you have a solid O-line and some good blocking tight ends, are you really going to be trying to pass the ball 30, 35 times a game with limited weapons? Or are you just going to go to what's kind of comfortable and what's working for you? We haven't seen them have good receivers and not throw to them. So I really expect with Rashad Bateman here, we're going to see an increase in their pass attempts per game. I think they want to be more balanced as an offense, but they just didn't have the personnel to kind of complete that balance. But now you have Rashad Bateman that I think has a real shot at being a wide receiver one, and that's not something you can generally find this late in drafts. All right, now we have Rashad Perriman currently being picked as the wide receiver 64. And kind of similar to Rashad Bateman, I think Rashad Perriman also has the chance to come in and be the number one on this Detroit Lions team. The Detroit Lions receiving core was just absolutely shredded. They lost Kenny Galladay. They lost Marvin Jones. And so they're left with basically nothing. They drafted Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a guy that I also like. And then they brought in Tyrell Williams. But I think Brashad Perriman currently has the best shot at being the number one. And like I talked about with Bateman, it's not common that you can find a wide receiver one this low in drafts. I think the Lions are likely to be trailing in most of their games, which will leave them having to throw the ball a lot, which obviously benefits their wide receivers. And I understand that this is a small sample size, but if you go back to 2019, when Brashad Perriman was on the Buccaneers, you had Mike Evans, who missed the last three games of the season, and then you had Chris Godwin missed the last two. So this was really Brashad Perriman's kind of chance to break out, and he was the number one in those weeks. And so the last three weeks of that 2019 season, Perriman caught 17 passes for 349 yards and four touchdowns. So he's shown that when he's given the opportunity to be the number one, he can produce. And, you know, I'm not expecting him to put up those kind of numbers, you know, over an entire season at that pace. But I do think it's a little bit reassuring to see that, you know, he can be the number one on a specific week and impress. The last guy I'm going to talk about is Josh Reynolds from the Tennessee Titans. He's going as wide receiver 66 and kind of similar to the Perriman situation. This is all about the fit that Reynolds has on his new team. So, you know, Brashad Perriman, he was a decent fit because he's likely going to have an inside shot at being the number one. And in this case, Josh Reynolds is going to have a decent shot at being the number two on this Titans offense. In 2020, Reynolds caught 52 passes for 618 yards and two touchdowns with the Rams. And so that's playing as the number three wide receiver behind Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. And now he goes to this Titans team, which I've talked about this a lot this offseason. They've lost Corey Davis, Jonu Smith, and Adam Humphreys all to free agency. And so last year, after A.J. Brown, the most targeted wide receiver that's returning to the Titans is Kalief Raymond, who was targeted 15 times. and I had never even heard of his name before I looked up this stat. So that really tells you everything you need to know. And so I think Reynolds really has the opportunity 
to potentially step in to Corey Davis's role as the number two. And I don't really think Corey Davis is all that great of a wide receiver, but he was given this opportunity and played very well. He caught 65 passes for 984 yards and five touchdowns in just 14 games last year. And so that was number 30 in points per game. And so I think with Josh Reynolds, you have a shot at getting a guy who can be a wide receiver three on your team if he hits. And here at wide receiver 66, that can be some real value. I just want to kind of reiterate how important it is when you're making these late round picks to really make them count. You don't want to be picking guys that never are going to have any upside because if you have a guy that you just know is going to finish as like a wide receiver five, when are you ever going to feel confident starting that guy in your lineup? I would much rather take a swing on guys that I think have that really high potential. And you know, it happens every year. If you miss on those guys, there are always going to be options on the free agent market where you're going to have to release a guy. So it's okay to take those swings and sometimes you're going to miss, but sometimes you're going to hit. And when you hit, it's just crazy value when you're able to get a guy who can produce in your lineup this late in drafts. All right, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Make sure if you enjoyed the video to leave a like and subscribe. I would really appreciate it. And also let me know your thoughts down below. Thanks again for watching. I'll see you tomorrow.